Welcome to the Christian Men Unscripted Podcast, where Christian men get together to talk about real issues, real struggles, and real victories. We're here to have honest conversations about what it means to be a Christian man in today's world. We'll be talking about marriage, fatherhood, leadership, faith, and more. And we'll be doing it all in a way that is honest, open, and unscripted. Subscribe today and join us on this journey. Um, welcome back. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm Alan Underwood, your host, with, along with my co-host, John Hardy and Seth Mazan. Uh, we're going to pick up where we left off last week when we were talking about the movie Seven, which is one of my favorite movies. Uh, Brad Pitt, Morgan Freeman, 1995. It's a movie based on a serial killer in The Seven Deadly Sins. And we bring that up because, well, working with John a long time ago, well, I guess it's been 96, 97 maybe. I don't remember when this year was when we were working when this happened. But John has a great story, and it's one of my favorite working with him. And I, I laughed so hard. Not for the not for the victim here. <laughs> it was <laughs> but, uh, terrible it was and terrible. embarrassing. But this, there's a scene in the movie of Seven where uh, I don't remember what sin this killer used, but he had a guy chained to a bed, cut out his tongue, and deprived him of food. So all the SWAT team goes in, and there's all these... Um, you know, not not to spoil it, but it is from 1995. Yeah. So if anybody hasn't seen it, watch it. It's great. Or but, don't, um, because we were just talking about the that. Christmas the trees. terrible things yeah. in our minds of spiritual no, warfare. It. But it is, it's an interesting movie. It was a, yeah. And he has all these Christmas trees, the the odor, you know, yeah. air fresheners above them. And uh, mm-hmm. they're like, ah, oh, this guy's dead. This guy's dead. And then all of a sudden, they somebody gets next to him and starts whispering, you deserve what you got. And he's like, starts coughing. And he's like, he's alive. Oh, terrible. He's alive. So, John, why don't you take oh my it God. and I'll, okay. I'll interject. Last this does week, not sound funny right now. No, it's terrible. Last week, we were talking about spiritual warfare and, <laughs> and, and paying attention to certain movies. And let me clarify real fast. The Seven Deadly Sins, the movie Seven is based on the Catholic theology of the Seven, seven Deadly, Deadly Sins. And I think that one was gluttony or whatever. Um, that, that's a topic for discussion in the future, too, by the way, because the Seven Deadly Sins is, is um, not a biblical theological right all sin anything that misses the mark of perfection of god is is sin and and the sin that god hates is pride which is not not just oh i'm proud of this it's i don't need god Mm -hmm. i don't need anything to save me or anyone to save me that's the sin god hates right so i just like to share that since we're a christian podcast but the movie seven awesome bloody serial killer interesting you know i worked murder and i have a right before we turn the microphone on i do have some interesting homicide stories Can't wait for that episode it'll be in the future but let's share my embarrassing radio traffic story <laughs> okay and i'll be fast because last week we said we would share it and i don't even like to share it even still because i was so made fun of for it it's one of those i have ptsd from being bullied in the locker room that night and for weeks and years to come <laughs> bullied you probably you Pro- uh, probably you <laughs> yeah, come to think of it but okay so here's the here's the whole story and no kidding, 20 years later, I had guys who still yeah. recalled my radio traffic. We're working strip bikes. This is Las Vegas. Alan, I'm telling you, Seth, because you don't know the story. And mm-hmm. whoever's listening, Alan Underwood and I are working. We were partners on mountain bikes, literally riding bicycles on the strip, wearing our short shorts and our sweet, tight shirts with our guns. You got to, I'm trying to paint the picture here. We were chiseled. Yeah, we were, we were young. Tan. Very tan. 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 Imagine, just yeah. Sunny yeah. out. Perfect teeth. I used to bleach my teeth and my hair at the same time. Wow. You know, we I did curls. Hair. I did have hair. I should Alan put that had, on the, Oh, Alan had oh, You have a picture. We have pictures of this probably. I'll put it on wow. Instagram. Follow okay. Instagram. I'll put that. Yeah, in. we'll throw some pictures. So anyway, I just want to make sure you really get a clear picture. We mm-hmm. would ride like 30 miles a night and do curls with homeless people. You know, stuff like that. Like lift them up, you know, while, while we were trying to identify them and do curls because we wanted biceps and stuff. Yeah. Okay. So we're working the strip. 
We ride our bikes and Swing stuff. Swing shift, it's nighttime. Swing shift, it's dark. It's dark. And if you're familiar with the Las Vegas Strip, it's Las Vegas Boulevard. On the west side of Las Vegas Boulevard, behind a lot of those casinos is the railroad tracks. And the railroad tracks are for what railroads do, right? Whatever's being, whatever cargo is going through the country. And there's a train station and all that. So west of the Strip, behind the casinos is a train track. And it's got fences around it, but it's also homeless camps everywhere. And kind of a fun mountain bike trail. We used to ride our bikes at night to kind of go through there, but you have to avoid the heroin needles and all that. Gosh, human feces, human feces, people pooping while you're coming up on really yeah, it's pretty gross dirty, sometimes. dirty stuff. Right. But once again, front row. So funny. From <laughs> loving this story. <laughs> no, it's a funny story. And I'm really taking a it's long time to yeah, get to it. I'm sorry. But we it's a front row seat to the you depravity of humanity again. Well, I want to really make sure your yeah, head the, is in my, this. Okay. The picture is disgusting. <laughs> okay. Just really want to make yeah. sure you get this whole photo. Here we are, these good looking just picture Alan had like a just hair blowing in the wind. I did have thick that. lock of hair just like in the wind. Like he looked like a superhero, but like on top of a mound of just homelessness and feces, right? But but like just looking good with his yeah, yellow we did shirt. Have tight shirts, tight shirts, yeah. tight shorts, dude. <laughs> cool calves, flexing our calves. Okay. So we get a call, which was not unusual, by the way, of hey, a train just hit a person. Unfortunately, yeah. people commit suicide by jumping in front of a train. I got stories on that from being on the committee to review suicide mm -hmm. fatalities and stuff as well. So we get a call. Hey, the train guy, he swears he hit somebody. Okay. And by the way, if there are listeners who are sensitive to talking about death and human body parts, mm -hmm. then you'd, um, I'm going to try to describe this. So don't listen. Pause fast it. forward. Fast forward. Yeah. Fast like forward. Seth does when it comes to the three, the three H's. Yes. We call last week's three H's. <laughs> so. Anyway, we're like, okay, we'll go check it out. So we get, you know, go through the hole in the fence and squeeze our bikes through like we normally did. And, they, you know, these bikes have really nice lights on them and they're mountain bikes. We start riding and we're kind of going, if you can picture the way train tracks are, and for someone who's never walked along train tracks, tracks are the steel tracks sitting on the giant wooden blocks. You know, they're whatever you call that perpendicular to each other on a big gravel bed, if you will. So we're kind of riding on that kind of the side of it. And as we're cruising along, all of a sudden, okay, here's a foot. That's a shoe, a foot in a shoe that's maybe like eight inches up with a bunch of skin and bone fragment hanging out of it, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm describing gross stuff to you, like I said. Can I pause and fast forward? <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, we get on the radio. Hey, yeah, definitely a person was hit. Okay. And as you ride along, picture trains are like, I don't know, a mile long? Mm -hmm. They're long. Yeah. I'm not, I don't know my train. It's very long. Let me paint this picture even more for you. Mm -hmm. It's really dark. And the train is now stopped. But trains, when they're stopped in the middle of the night... Are, are still loud and it's doing that <laughs> kind of those yeah. happen, kind of scary. It's a yeah. horror movie scene. Yeah. So now we're like, okay, Steam we found a foot. Yeah, exactly. So, hey, there's, and it was cold and we're like, Hey, there's a foot, you know, okay. Control like, you know, whatever. We're approximately the 2,800 block west yeah. of industrial, whatever, right? You're trying to mark so that people know like, Hey, here's some body parts. And then as we come along, I found, um, you can't see it because this is on video, but I'm showing Seth. I found the portion of a hand that's like, say, between the ring finger and the middle finger down, dead down the hand all the way up into the wrist. And that was mm -hmm. kind of hanging and laying there. So I'm like, okay, I found a couple fingers and a part of a hand and foot and the, and the foot and another foot. And as we're, so in other words, as we're going along and it's just Alan and I, and we're like, and so now the dispatcher, no offense if we have any dispatcher friends listening, but you know, they're, they're trying to do their job, but we're, we're out here trying to like, mm -hmm. we can't hear the train is loud. It's doing the noises. We keep getting on the air and saying, Hey, okay, another, you know, so for the sure there's a human being under here, but mm -hmm. when they get hit by a train, it, trains don't stop immediately. Mm -hmm. The yeah. body rolls and, and whatever the body does for like a mile under the train, who knows where it is. But the dispatcher keeps saying, 
We need to know where's medical medicals waiting medical. Cause you know, of course they have paramedics on standby and they don't know how to get yeah. to you. There's fences everywhere. How do they get there? And I'm like, we keep saying like, I don't know, like, uh, hold on. We don't even have a person yet. Like what medical are they going to put a foot on a gurney? You know what I mean? Give us a minute here. We're trying. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's frustrating. It's heightened. You know, somebody might be needing you to save their life, whatever. <laughs> Finally. Okay. I know yeah. this is, I'm sorry for, no. you know why I'm taking so long on this story? Because I wasn't there. It, you weren't there. It was so traumatic. The, the, the bullying I received after is so traumatic. I hate, I want to make sure you get the full picture. Okay, so I, train. I, mean, I know you, your bullying is fine. Oh man, you're right. Okay. So finally I find <laughs> the guy. Okay. So finally, as I'm looking at, because I, I don't can't remember what body part I found, but I was like, he's got to be around here. So I get off my bicycle Shut and up. I have my flashlight and I start crawling under the train and I'm like, Ooh, I found him. Right. And as I look at him, and here's his body that, remember, yeah, he's, he's missing legs and lifeless. feet and hands yeah. and face down. And by the way, the top of his head, picture a 3D heart pillow. Can you picture a 3D heart pillow, how mm -hmm. the top of it would have like the, I guess, like kind of a butt shape, you know? Yeah. The top of his head sort of looked like that face down. In other words, his face was clearly split open. And there were no body parts hardly left of him. But I have to crawl underneath there and dispatch is like, where's medical? I'm like, okay, we located the body. I don't quite know where I'm at. So give me a minute because medical can't get to you. The reason why I'm acting like they were yelling is because we all were yelling because it's again, loud. the train is loud. It's like, yeah. you know, so I start crawling under and I'm like, you can cancel medical. This dude is dead. There's codes for that, right? He's 419. This guy's dead. Cancel medical. <laughs> so I'm like, let me just make sure. Obviously I got to still, of course, check and do my job. I just, but looking at him from the distance I was. So now I crawl under, I'm on all fours crawling, you know, squeezing under this train and I'm crawling and Seth and I are facing each other at a table. What do you think? What is this table? Maybe three feet, 32 inches. I get about that close to the guy under dark, loud train noises. Where's Alan? Who knows? Over here talking to some homeless person who's pooping on the side of a bridge. Probably nobody I knows. I wasn't crawling under there. <laughs> He's like, you know, yeah, I think he was drinking Starbucks. I think he had a Frappuccino. I can't say, but I'm face to face with this guy. Pumpkin spice probably. Just got probably. Exactly. It and was so, that season. <laughs> that's true. So now I'm like, I'm getting up on this guy because I just really do. I'm, I, I know I have to do due diligence, make sure he's actually dead. I just canceled medical because they won't stop leave, driving me nuts on the radio. And right as I get within about 30 inches, all of a sudden, this face down torso of a body that's got finger, two fingers left and blah, blah, literally leans up, looks up at me and takes a breath like, <gasps> and looks directly in my eyes because I'm shining a flashlight on <laughs> him. I jumped on the radio and I was like, he's alive. He's like, alive. It scared me so bad. So then I pulled out my gun. I was like, boom, 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 boom shot him. No, I'm did. joking. That part. No, I'm kidding. Totally kidding. Wow. Totally kidding. But he no. was on the radio screaming. I was like, he's alive. Get me medical. Get medical here. Hurry up. And uh, we already told medical to cancel. So we're probably going back. Uh, and he's screaming on the radio. And I'm like, and I can only think of the movie seven. And I'm like, calm down, man. But listen to my one. Uh, I was a young guy. Two, it was loud. Yeah. I think it was blown out of proportion. <laughs> but 20 years later, I am not kidding. I ran into a guy who was like, I'll never forget that night because I was like, what is happening when you came on there? Because <laughs> also, we didn't exactly have a code red. Yeah, it uh, reminded me for, of seven, the way uh, you said it on the radio. And I was, I was, I probably was just sitting out there talking to people because I thought he was dead as well. And I'm yeah. like, oh, he's dead. We'll just wait. Because then once yeah. somebody's dead, you wait for the coroner and it's just a long process yeah, and you got a long yeah. night. And he just starts screaming on the radio and my, you know, I was like, my earpiece was next to my, and I was like, what in the world? <laughs> I was like, what are you yelling about on the radio, so man? Embarrassing. <laughs> so embarrassing. What's uh, funny though, is now who would have thought back then you're a young cop. I didn't think I'd end up working like homicide was never on my radar. 
And I have so many stories in homicide where I like tripped over a dead body once, dude. I was downtown yeah. and it was like in this apartment is dark. And it, when I say an apartment there, it was an abandoned building where there was a tree growing in the living room. There's so much garbage. And I went in and I'm trying to, and I asked my guy, they were outside and those boarded up windows. So it's just really dark in there. And I was like, where is this dude anyway? And right then I tripped over this dead guy who had been shot in the face, sitting in a lawn chair in this crazy. And I tripped and fell on him. So my point is I have lots of stories like that, but that radio traffic has haunted me for <laughs> decades, yeah. decades. Yeah. But it, it wouldn't have haunted you if that movie didn't come out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cause that's exactly what it sounded like. I'm going to see if I can get that, if, uh, that radio traffic still exists. Oh, and we'll play it on the podcast. <laughs> I'm shocked. No one played that at my retirement. Oh man. Let's bring, let's tie that into spiritual warfare because yeah. all of those things that we saw that we were exposed to, literally is the result of sin the depravity of humanity that poor mm -hmm. guy the the train conductor i'll never forget he said you know this is like the second or third person yeah. he said he had killed on a you know he didn't kill but yeah. you know what i mean yeah, that stepped in front of the train oh and, wait yeah didn't we end up seeing that guy like a year later in a wheelchair yes we did we did at a yes, gas we, station yes we did and yeah. he had like one arm with a couple fingers yeah. and yeah, was and in a wheelchair the, and the leg yeah his legs one were of his yeah both, yes. both are one yeah. so see happy ending yeah. Yeah. He's alive. He's, you, uh, you helped save a life. And what happened You're was, welcome. I think what he said, let me finish the story and then we'll get back to it was remember he goes, he was drunk mm -hmm. and he fell, tripped. tripped over the train tracks and just laid there Yeah, because he was so drunk and the train yeah. came, yeah. hit his legs, swung him under the train and drug him. And that's yeah. why anybody survived. Yeah. Oh, wow. So happy ending. Happy, yeah, yeah. Totally, probably you know, alive you know, to this day. Um, I think he probably gets money probably. I, from like yeah. I think he likes it. Maybe we can okay. on the podcast. What was his name? Do you remember? Oh no! Okay. So, um, just <laughs> maybe not for right. future reference. I might want to leave out some of the details. <laughs> family, uh, show. family show. No, uh, yeah, I mean, We've got to be able to share it all. This is raw and real. Okay, real yeah. life, Seth. Real life. It didn't match up with the H's. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not no, saying. No, there that. was a. Like, like, give me the, give me the like, H's from last week again. Hope, heart. In healing, there's healing. none he of was, that in there. No, he was oh, healed. He yeah, he was healed. No, and the heart you, behind I'm it. I'm not was... saying. I'm not saying like the ending was good. You were there. I'm so happy for this that. Guy is going to be on our podcast next week. Yeah, yeah, gonna we're going to get him. All right. Um, okay. You think he's still by the train tracks? We'll find. Like, him. just imagine that some you know guy in Minnesota. <laughs> It's terrible. That's a true story, though, man. <laughs> I'm not I don't saying, mean to laugh, but, but it's imagine, a true story. Imagine there's a guy in Minnesota. Or, He's the one know, who fell on the train tracks. Yeah. All right. We well, saved him. All right. Some, did, someone is in a Alan car right now. Help. They're driving, and they're not expecting that story. <laughs> I, like, we told them ahead of time. We told them ahead of time. This yeah. is the world we live in. The fallen world we live in yeah. has stuff like this happening every day every Look, when you see cops and firefighters and stuff and the nurses that are working trauma and all I'm not, remember they're exposed to that every single day don't forget that you have to laugh about you it. know what that's and i know that's, that's, that that's a good point that's things. a good point yeah. you know you have to you know yeah we you know we have to be aware of what people are experiencing you never know what kind of battle people are are fighting yeah, yeah. every day like the and bullying i experienced for decades after i'm not saying you, that you i saved no, the guy's life you I'm not saying I have PTSD from all the dead bodies I've dealt with, all the murders, the people. I watched a guy blow his head off with a rifle in front of me where he had to shoot twice. It was crazy. I don't want to get into those stories right now. Okay. What I want to share is where I have PTSD is how much I was made fun of for that radio <laughs> traffic. People are terrible. Cops are horrible. Yeah. Cynics. Well, just imagine if you didn't do your due diligence. Like, if you didn't do your job. Mm -hmm. Either way, the paramedics would have came and he would, they would have found him alive. They would have never showed up because we already canceled them. <laughs> My fault. Yeah. yeah, that's true. I forgot about that. And... <laughs> Alan would have never even double checked on the guy because he was like, bro, my pumpkin spice latte is starting to cool off. 
out yeah, here. Okay, and, this, and it smells over here. Water bottle holder on my bike. I didn't have no pumpkin spice last day. I was riding a bike. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I had a water bottle. All right. Well, um, just I, if anyone was grossed out at all, like I was about that story, <laughs> I apologize for um, the life experience. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know down. what? Graphic. What do you call no. that? Graphic warning. Yeah, we should put that. I'm gonna put that on. No, no. I think it's funnier to just let people walk right into that one. Our audience can handle it. I think we just. I think we define funny differently. Yeah, (laughs) probably. Probably. Yeah. No, I'm just. uh, I'm just playing. (laughs) All right. So, so there's a story that we made you guys wait a week for. We made everyone wait from last week for that story. That's the story. That's the Mm -hmm. story. Well, um. Thank you for that story. <laughs> I appreciate it. He doesn't that. even know where to go with now. <laughs> so, um, you know what? Though that's you know you did transition well. Like that is a fall. That is the result of of the the fall of man, sinfulness that we all experience. You know, we all have this disgrace in our lives. These uh, these uh, um, sin the, the sin patterns and and ways that. You know, we don't even know how we will be impacted or how we're impacting others with the things that we're doing because we're so blinded often to that. Mm -hmm. Listen, a word has come to mind. Chaos. And here's why. Uh, Last week I spoke about uh, Pastor Garcia at North Phoenix Baptist has been sharing. And I I just keep sharing it because his series on spiritual warfare is just it's Mm -hmm. it's needed to be heard. Right. Which so many churches, of course, share on that. But chaos. He, he pointed out that our God is organized. Our God is a creator of organization. We can see that in the universe. That's a very good mm-hmm. apologetic argument that there is a creator because of how organized things are. Satan, the deceiver, is the father of lies, the father of chaos. He tries to go after. And so telling a story like that, I know, look, we laugh about it and stuff because we kind of have to because mm-hmm. we did some funny stuff when we yeah. were younger. and so We're exposed to the most graphic and horrible things you could possibly be exposed to. Mm. So you kind of have to have fun with it. I yeah. know that sounds weird. You just get so overexposed to it. We were talking about movies doing that. Well, we did it in the real life. Like, yeah. you know, but that is an example of the chaos that Satan creates, the exposure to chaos. So don't forget that. Actually, I want to share that again. Don't forget yeah. that when you see cops, when you see firemen, when you see the yeah. the paramedics, the the ER people, the nurses and all those. Look, I know, by the way, everybody's exposed to it. I'm not going to diminish teachers and all these other things. I have to see things like the UNLV shooting a few months back, all that. But don't forget, mm-hmm. that all comes from Satan. That all comes yeah. from the fall of mankind. That's the chaos that the dark side of spiritual warfare has brought into our world. Yeah. Yeah. That is a, such a, such a great point. Um, you know, we're, we are exposed to so much stuff and you guys have experienced uh, a lot more. And uh, I don't know if I'm going to listen to the, this cop story episode anymore, but <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, uh, so, but you know, when we, we are exposed and, and our sin exposes, you know, things that we were not meant for. We were not meant to experience these things. We were not meant to see the things we saw, you know, uh, things that you guys saw, things that I've heard about. Um, um, but you guys were not, we were not meant for these things that we are having to deal with every day. Um, and I think, you know, when we look at scripture, you look at, you know, the life of Jesus, he was, the, he was a person who experienced so much more than we could even imagine. Um, you know, back in uh, the the old you know, the Jesus is the first century the, the, his time period like people saw those things very very often mm-hmm. um, you know they would you know Nero would light Christians on fire to light the street you know there's there's that kind of um, kind of depravity oh extreme around. brutality yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and you guys have experienced that in this you know sometimes we can kind of be 
um, uh, kind of not aware of the things that, that we like some, we're so like, we talked about this before we seek comfort, we seek comfort often. Um, and that in itself, um, can make us feel more prideful and feel better than other people because we don't, we aren't exposed to those types of things or we are more insulated. Um, and so, um, I want to kind of get to the scripture, like scripture kind of helps us with dealing with these kinds of experiences that we're not meant for. Um, and Jesus is the, he dealt with everything we were not meant for. Um, but we deserved and he took it all so that we didn't have to experience even worse things. Um, but we look at scripture, you look at some, at, uh, being, um, uh, a Christian who, who wants to follow God, wants to experience his, his love and his grace. And we talked about last week, we talked about, um, Ephesians six, uh, the full armor of God. And, uh, the thing about studying scripture for us is that oftentimes we kind of take bites of it, like a chapter mm-hmm. at a time, which is not awful. Um, but it can, it can lend itself to not being aware of everything that happens before or after like these Ephesians is a letter that was read. It wasn't like, all right, you know, we need to get a letter. You don't go like, all right, I'm going to read the first paragraph. Right. And then go to the next one and then go to the next one, you know, next week or something. So this was all stuff that they had. Um, they read one time. So everything in this thing is supposed to, you know, in these letters and, and stuff we read is supposed to build and to work together. Yeah. And so um, we look before this, we talked about how our relationship with our, um, you know, family was impacted by our sin. Our relationship and our uh, with God, our ourselves was impacted by our sin. Our our children, our wives, our workers, the people we were that our bosses, our relationships with our bosses, relationships with people that were underneath us, they were all impacted by our sin. So Paul talks about the putting on the full armor of God. Before this, in five and six, and Ephesians five and six, he talks about our relationship with our wives. Husbands, love your wives as Christ loves the church. He gave himself up for her. Wives, submit to your husbands. Um, you know, do not exacerbate your children. Um, you know, it talks about slaves. And we could go into this, but the slave relationship in the first century was more like uh, uh, employee-employer relationship with a non-compete. They couldn't. They had to work for this person. Mm-hmm. And if they wanted to work somewhere else, they couldn't. Um, and that was often the slave master relationship they had in that time period. But I wanted to say, I wanted to bring this up because when we talk about our relationship with our wives and our kids, oftentimes there are issues that come up that we have, uh, you know, our kids do stuff that we don't want them to do. Our wives, uh, nag or our husband, you know, for husbands, you know, wives for husbands, you they don't do what you want them to do. Like they're they're sitting down on the ground or something like that, and and just watching football. And and there's things that are really tough to deal with, and and that's part of sin. But what is um, what um, Paul I think is getting at here? He talks in in uh, Ephesians six. He says um, our struggle is not against flesh and blood. Right there. Um, so our struggle is not flesh and flesh and blood, but the principalities of darkness in this yeah. dark age. Um, Sorry, I'm kind of taking over a little bit here, but no, um, you, when with my wife fine. and I, you uh, should take over. 
<laughs> after you guys' story. I don't know. I'm still a little <laughs> nauseous. <Yes>. Um, <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, no, but uh, so um, with our wives, oftentimes we can have we have fights with them or different disagreements. Um, and never our, with my wife. Never. Okay, you're perfect. I'm I'm not perfect anymore. Yeah. Yeah. So thank you. To, so, yeah, let's switch roles for like at yeah. least five minutes. Yeah. So there are discussions that we have that um, can get heated, and we can kind of start to throw kind of mean words or kind of bring the stuff up like you never do this or you always do this and you like those those kind of phrases all the time Mm -hmm. and uh um unfortunately one of the things that we that i learned through you know reading you know marriage counseling and and reading books is that oftentimes um we kind of start fighting as if the other person's the problem but the week that what paul says is we're not struggling against that we're struggling against principalities of darkness um, and so what my wife and I have often have to remind ourselves and be reminded, hey, we're talking about an issue that we have to deal with. We are together against this issue. We're not fighting each other for this. This, you know, We're not trying to be better than the other person. We're trying to fix this issue. And, uh, and I think that when we have a different kind of understanding of how when we read scripture, it builds off each other. And you know, Ephesians 5.25 Husbands love your wives as Christ loves the church and gave himself up for her. Um, and then it says, wives submit. Oftentimes, husbands have taken the submission piece and said, Well, you need to submit to me. Well, it says, Love your wives as Christ loves the church. What did he do? He gave himself up. He died. He laid out his entire life for the church. And oftentimes, we're not ready to do that part, but we'll take another part. But this is where it builds together. We, we're not putting on the full armor of God. And, and allowing his spirit to help us fight against the principalities of darkness, the devil, and not against the people that are in our lives. It's interesting. I'm going to, because I want to pass this over to Alan here in two seconds, but prior to turning the, re, the mic on, as everyone knows, as the title of this podcast suggests, this is unscripted. Prior to turning the microphone on, we knew that I had, uh, you know, was going to share the story, of course. Right. So we had to say, we're, we're going to do that. But, Seth kind of brought up to Alan and I said, I would kind of like to share how relationships are basically, I'm summarizing, of course, what he said, but I would kind of like to share how relationships suffer because of spiritual warfare. And the way he was trying to explain it to Alan and I, we basically, because we're unscripted, said, you know what, let's just turn this microphone on and and just let you explain it to us as the audience hears. So if I'm hearing right, what I appreciate about what you're sharing is one you shared that the entire letter of ephesians has context and Mm -hmm. you know the content is a full context which is an entire letter to a group of people in ephesus to a church and what the apostle paul is sharing is don't forget when you are fighting with your wife or your spouse or you as a man are called to submit to christ these don't forget when there are issues and struggles the issues and struggles are not the seen enemy or the seen problem in front of you that there is a force a powerful and spiritual and dark force that's affecting things and so i think in summary yeah that's kind of what you're sharing is what I'm catching now, which I actually very much appreciate because it's what we talked about last week, which is what those churches have been sharing that my kids have mm-hmm. been going to that both of my kids mentioned when I said, what should we talk about? Both of them said spiritual yeah. warfare and they go to different churches. And so I think uh, to your point, again, let me make fun of Seth and how intentional he is in the best possible way. He says he and his wife, Alan, I just want to ask your opinion and how can you work through this? They even are able to recognize during an argument, if you will, or a disagreement Mm -hmm. that we are not battling against each other. It is against the forces of evil. (laughs) 
And we have to recognize this is spiritual warfare, outside spiritual influences trying to affect our inside of our home and our relationship. Mm-hmm. We have to remember that. What a fascinating and wonderful point. But man, I'm terrible at remembering that myself. No, mm-hmm. I do the same. I mean, I find myself arguing with my wife and yelling and screaming, whatever, and being mad. Like, I do everything, you do nothing. And then realizing that it's all my fault, no matter what happens. <laughs> <laughs> and I end up apologizing and be like, sorry for that. You're right. I'm wrong. And that's how it's survived 31 years of marriage. So, yeah. <laughs> you understand that you're wrong? Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And I'm still com- still lost on this topic and I like it. But <laughs> so when you say you yeah. can turn it over to me in two minutes, I'm like, no, don't. I don't know what we're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> no, I do. I do. I'm just joking. But yeah. And uh, I, that whole submit to your husband's thing in the Bible is, I think a lot of people like to use it as a yeah. joke and stuff. But it's, it, I think it's a more of a respect thing for, it, yeah. you know, yeah, you submit. But yeah, I'm the leader of the household. I understand that. And I'm going to yeah. make the decisions. But I don't just. Well, actually, I do. <laughs> I do make decisions that are wrong and that I do it yeah. anyway. And she's like, eh, I told you. So, yeah, <laughs> she was right again. <laughs> I, you know, unfortunately, that part of scripture has been abused and, and right. by the way, and made fun of or whatever. But the, it, yeah. the reality is you said it. It's, of course, any one of us would follow a leader. We talked about leadership months ago. Mm-hmm. Any one of us would follow a leader if we looked at the leader and we knew that person had almost zero thought of their own agenda Mm-hmm. And that that leader's only agenda was the benefit of those following, which is Christ. The benefit yeah. of all of humanity is not willing that any should perish, but that all should repent, that all should right. accept that free gift. Exactly what, you know, John three sixteen for God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son who should ever believe in him shall not perish. He literally came with an agenda, mm-hmm. an outward centered agenda. And that's what that passage is saying. Mm -hmm. So any one of us should recognize that I would submit to any leader. So it's not being mean or belittling a woman. In fact, human beings, men and women are co-heirs. When Adam and Eve were created by God, they were equal. It's the first sin of mankind where you see that there's this enmity between women Mm -hmm. and men. And there's this now this new organization and this structure, yet we're always to submit ourselves to Christ first. So why wouldn't you want to submit to that? So, yeah, you know what I mean? I, I don't want to butcher that at all. I don't want to misinterpret yeah. that for anyone. The point is yeah. any one of us would follow anyone if we knew that their only agenda was for our benefit. So of course right. a wife would want to submit to that because we treat her as the greatest gift that we've ever been given outside of faith in Christ and our salvation is like, God gave me this beautiful and amazing woman. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I'm going to do everything yeah. I can for her. That's how we're called to be. Right. And th- so that would be a reciprocal relationship. I think I'm learning that as I go. I mean, I got married at 19 years old. So basically my wife and I grew up together. And I think a, a lot of times in a marriage as a a young man, a, a teenager, actually, I was very selfish in our marriage and did a lot of things for All me. of us did that, dude. And, and still do, by I the still way. I still do. I still yeah. do. And I, I actually don't think my wife is very selfish at all. She's very giving and loving. And I don't know. I don't know how it's, we're still married. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> me neither. The grace of God. Uh, the grace of God. Yeah. Uh, she loves me. And I've made a lot of bad decisions. But I think now, over the last year, you know, few years, three, four years, I've come to realize what it means to be a, a husband and a leader, a spiritual leader in my household. I mean, you've seen the changes for my family and what we went through. And I think that goes along with what you were talking about, Seth. And I know I joked that I was confused and I understand what we're talking about. But I feel like I have changed as a man, as as a spiritual leader in my household and that whole wife submitting thing, she understands that too, what it means. It's like, you're the leader, you're the spiritual leader in the house. You are the one who are doing this. So I will follow you, but I will tell you if you're, I think you're wrong. Yeah. And then she, and we make that decision together. But if I make it, we're, we're going to go with it and we're going to pay the price if I'm wrong. And I have been wrong over the decades that we've been married. 
they were in a good spot now. Yeah. And that's because of where I'm at in my relationship and my walk with the Lord. Yeah. Well, that's what it sounds like. And that's like we talked about, like, it's not you're losing, like women aren't supposed to lose their voice. Right. Right. When they get into their marriage, they're not supposed to lose themselves. No, my wife hasn't. Definitely not. <laughs> you know, they're, you know, <laughs> lose who God created them to be. It's not, it's not a complete, you know, you know, it, it goes into, um, you know, even, you know, sexual intimacy, emotional intimacy. Like we, I have to adjust to the things that my wife needs and wants emotionally. I'm not as, I don't have the same kind of needs and um, same kind of, you know, emotional desires. And she doesn't have the same kind of sexual um, desires. And so we have to really understand, like, it's, yeah, you know, I'm not saying, yeah, we got to do this and I can't do that. You know, we have to, we have to learn each other's languages, yeah. so to speak. Um and 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 do our best to speak that language um for for you know me and you know i, I want to make sure that i'm being more um emotionally present more more emotionally aware of of what she's going through i want you know to you know to to hear what's going on in her, her life and not try to fix it you know um because uh, oftentimes right? that's you know for no, me i'm a fixer you know you want to fix that's those most things. guys right exactly but that's not the language that they're trying to to communicate um, often. Um, and, uh, sometimes, you know, sometimes you gotta be like, Hey, so do you want me to fix this? Or are you just like, do you want me to just listen? And so sometimes I have to go uh, to that, yeah. go to that. And I think my wife yelled at me once. She was like telling me a story and she's like, I don't want you to fix it. Just listen. We've all heard that. Like, don't like, yeah. don't fix it. Like, just listen to what I'm saying. You now know? she'll tell me these things. I'm like, cool. Good luck with that. And I walk away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I heard it. Yeah. No, I'm not okay. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I give her a hug, then I walk away. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, good, good job. <laughs> yeah, good, good well, luck with that. Yeah, and there's there's a whole different it's a whole different um, view of marriage, I guess. Like it's it's not nec- it's not the same kind of traditional like oh you're if you're if you're a Christian then you have to submit. You know, it's it's a res- there's a respect there, but it's not it's not that you lose yourself in that. Well, isn't that interesting? Because I can all, literally, while you're saying this, I'm picturing some relationships that I recall as a kid in a church that I had grown up in that I can picture like husband and wife relationships where the husband clearly took advantage of yeah. that passage, it, it, by the way, misinterpreted and misapplied, period, yeah. right? And so then I think, and and other instances where we just kind of know that society does that, where it's like, dude, you are completely misinterpreting and misapplying what the word of God is saying right there completely. Mm-hmm. Um, because again, that goes back to you're called to do everything. Your whole life is by the way, given up for her mm-hmm. as you follow Christ, as you avail to Christ as a Christian, first and foremost, right. To follow mm-hmm. Christ. But so of course you, she's going to submit to that because it's everything to her benefit. Any one of us would submit to, Hey, my sole goal in life, I'm going to follow God and I'm going to feed you, get you the best car I can get you. What, do you want your nails done, babe? You know what I mean? I know that yeah. like to, to go kind of superficial a little yeah. bit on it, but in other words, like, Hey, I am going to work. I'm doing everything I can. Cause I want you to live your happiest and best possible life because I want to see you joyful, yeah. taken care of and put on a pedestal. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, and if I, if I'm genuine in that, and I know it's not just about that, but if I'm genuine yeah. in that, then of course, you know, that's that there. Now you have a proper relationship if if now she's genuine in that, that's what yeah. that submitting talks about. Now humbly saying, oh my, that's the picture of Christ and the bride of Christ, which are yeah. believers. In other words, Christ did everything. Now do we avail ourselves to that and just humbly say, oh, I want to be a part of this and mm-hmm. how can I contribute because I accept it as a gift and I love it and I know I'm loved and valuable. Now yeah. how can I contribute to this and share this with others? Mm-hmm. The family is a model of what 
biblically yeah. we are called to be with our relationship with God. The family is the model of that, the earthly model of that. Yeah. So. Well, and I and I want to kind of nuance that a, a little bit is that you know I I'm not to, you know, we talked about this before like financially like we're not doing the best like we're not we're not like you know we don't have, we haven't we have a nice you know new truck newish truck to us you know five six years old um but you know we could use more money um but uh, and, the link like what I'm saying is like we could use more money we could like I I could hustle I get another job and I could you know I could my wife could do different things, but what she wants most is not different things. She wants my time. She wants me to be there. She wants me to, um, to enjoy that thing, uh, to enjoy the family and to be with each other in, in a different way. And so like for me, providing for her in that sense is something where it's like, I like, it kind of challenges me because it's like, man, I want to make sure that we have this mm-hmm. house, but it's not necessarily about that as much as it's about making sure that I am, I'm giving myself for my wife and I'm doing everything I can to make sure that she knows that I'm there and I'm here and we're, we're in this together. And, um, you know, someone was to give us a financial gift of, you know, a lot. I'm, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm but, not opposed. Yeah. I got a dollar in my pocket. No, I'm not, you know, we're not doing terrible, but, but what I'm saying is that like, you know, we, we could, I could hustle. I could do different things to provide different things for my family, Yeah. but that's not necessarily what she needs. Um, and I think, you know, it's a, cha- it's been a challenge for me to be like, man, like I'm not, you know, I, I don't have this much money that I want to give. Like, but I, but I also want to make sure like, you know, she, you know, last year when we, when I was working at the school, but I was home every evening, um, not at the church, she was like, man, that was so great to have you home and to really make sure that we're doing family time together. And as ministry, I would do, you know, nights you know, often and then yeah. I'd be in the office. And so, um, that was a strain, um, to her. And so she really felt more loved in that sense. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so I don't want to, I, I don't want to neglect my responsibility to provide financially, but I also want to make sure that I'm not trying to ascend to a different type of living than what I actually need to have. And I want to, I want to make sure that my family also has me being present with them. And uh, so that's a different kind of, of loving your spouse than maybe I'm even used to. And so it's something where it's like, it's, it's a, it's a spiritual battle. It's yeah, I'm trying to, you know, I want to find, I want to find side gigs that I can wow. do, you know, different things and try yeah. to, but it's, but my wife wants me there. Um, you know, I'm, I'm thinking of the keyword balance. There's a mm-hmm. balancing. Well, Ellen, we're going to go back to the spiritual warfare before we wrap this up in the next few minutes. But I, I, I just see that as balance. You know, yeah, how do you balance that? As he's talking, I'm, my mind is spinning like, cause I, there's times I, I, I retired what, two, three years ago. And now mm-hmm. I work, longer days than I ever have. And like, I don't see my wife as much. And then we do this and I'm like, I'm not balancing anything. That's where I want to be home more with her. So I, yeah. I quit. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> you said this podcast to your boss. No, not this. Just to, just to my boss. Oh, wait, wait, does he listen? Yeah, maybe. I don't quit. <laughs> not yet. <laughs> no, that's funny. I need the money. I got to pay taxes. Well, it's funny because you're, you're speaking to what a man is called to do. If you have a family is to provide yeah. for the family. And, and it's a gift of God that we do that. And it's also, you know, the fact that we toil and stuff is also a result of the mm-hmm. fall, but we are created and we're white, we're hardwired and we should be by the way, hardwired to take care mm-hmm. of our families. Yeah. But it is, there's a balance there. And then the yeah. spiritual warfare might come in and actually sometimes it might come in as projections. That's yeah where you end up feeling guilty because of, 
Hey, you're not, you're not really taking yeah. care of your family. You're not getting them a nice house or a nice car. And those are projections that and might be coming through media or anything else, you know, but the, yeah. the, the other side could be true as well. You could be working and doing what's right and paying for things. And, and maybe it's within God's will that you have a nicer house or whatever, just because you're mm -hmm. using it to glorify the kingdom, which is what you're called to do. Yeah. And you may have projections coming your way that are like, oh, you're, you know, you're not doing spiritual things enough or you're doing spiritual things too much, right? There's just always a balance. How do you hear from God? We've talked mm -hmm. about that. You've got to really take it to God and get in the right. way of God. And recognize right. we have to out think the devil's schemes when it comes to spiritual warfare. If we can kind of start, I, I imagine we've got to start wrapping up yeah. in the next few minutes. Yep. Or, or I got to wrap up thinking, so I go hang out my wife. Yeah. Okay, sorry. <laughs> no, no, but out think in the sense that we have to be saturated with the word of God so we can say, that's just not true. Like for sure. You know, we're like, you know, I'm, I'm, there are things that we do need to be like, all right, am I doing this? Am I not doing enough? Am I, you know, like, like, sure. But like, if it's constant, it's like that our conscience, our feelings don't dictate reality. Um, and that's, that's something that we also in spiritual warfare, oftentimes we have, we kind of go towards feelings, which we are created with emotions and, and, and mm -hmm. that's, those are valuable things that we need to make sure that we're taking stock of, but they don't determine yeah. our actions. Right. They should complement our logic yeah. and our uh, point of view, a biblical point of view, mm -hmm. I think is kind of what you're getting at. Right. We should, if we're yeah. set, that goes back to last week. That's why we started this entire episode with the movie seven, because last week we were talking about media looking you know what are we putting into our minds the yeah. idolatry of american idol the yeah. idolatry of lyrics and things like that and you're exactly right we we follow those things in the media and next thing you know we have issues of guilt issues of dissatisfaction yeah. whatever it is the spiritual warfare is real and we end up going off on a tangent in the wrong direction by paying attention to the wrong projections yeah. whatever it is media movies lyrics ourselves yeah. sometimes by the way not everything is of not everything is the devil made me do it yeah let's be honest <laughs> Uh, yeah, he definitely has some influence, but a lot of times it's just our own selfish, yeah. sinful yeah. thinking and desires, you know? So how do we wrap up the spiritual warfare thing here? No, that's good. We're wrapping up now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it's, uh, I mean, I think we, we hit the nail on the head, I hope. And, um, if anybody's listening, um, and you want to contact us, go to Instagram, yeah. Christian Man Unscripted, drop us a line and we'll uh, get back to you on that. And any other social media, Ron? Uh, no, we have, Not that we, we do have, a lot on. Yeah, we have TikTok. We haven't done much with it and yeah. we're trying to get facebook and stuff like that but, interesting yeah. right that's a whole nother topic about how the cosmos the world system satan the the, the deceiver of the airways yeah. all these media things are used but we can use them to we glorify god and yeah. For, yeah. for good they're yeah, not a, they're not all bad you yeah. know yeah and if anybody knows how to do youtube and wants to work for free and help us do it <laughs> let's do it i'll buy him a nice lunch at taco bell dude yeah yeah that's, that's what we do so for our editor our tom. editor tom thank you tom by the way if you're listening yeah. and don't edit this out tom we're thanking you yeah. you're welcome but and also you're welcome though for that high-end taco, <laughs> taco bell lunch that i hooked you up with oh, the awesome. one how many episodes are we in? Around 25 or 30? 25. I don't know. Tom edits every one of these episodes, and so far we bought him lunch at Taco Bell one time. Yep. Oh, we ah, you there don't know. I know. Yeah. Yeah, Maybe whatever. twice. It's the Taco Bell lunch.